Hello there, it's Amber here. Before our show starts, I just wanted to make the announcement that, after a lot of thought, I have decided to bring this show to an end. After this episode, we will be releasing just one more Patreon bonus episode next Friday, December 16th, before closing everything out with our 2022 Year in Review clip show in two weeks. On top of this, we will be unlaunching our Patreon page on Monday, January 30th, 2023. This will hopefully give our dear patrons enough time to download and listen to any episodes they may not have gotten around to yet, before they're gone forever. This was definitely a difficult choice to make, and we thank you so much, from the bottom of our hearts, for all your amazing support over the last two and a half years. Take care all, and please stay tuned. You never know if or when you might hear from us again. Hello all, and welcome in. We're so glad you've joined us for another edition of the Book Nerd Diaries. Life can be rough sometimes, so please pull up a chair here in the library and relax for a while as we dive deep into the latest books we've crossed off our endless to-read list. Please be warned that spoilers lie ahead and some content might not be suitable for all listeners, so please go check out the show notes for content warnings regarding today's book and discussion before moving ahead with the episode. Ready? Then let's get our book nerd on. There's absolutely no question that technology is an absolutely vital part of everyday life. For just about as long as humanity has existed on the planet, we've looked at the resources we've been given and invented things to make our lives even a little bit easier. From the way we gather food, to the air we breathe, and the water we drink, there's not an aspect of our world that human ingenuity has not touched. To transport ourselves from one place to another, we rely on one of the oldest inventions known to man, the wheel. To cook our food, we still look to the magic of fire. These things seem so simple, and yet where would society be without them? Nowadays, one could say that technology has become more and more sophisticated than ever. Right now, everyone has access to whatever knowledge or entertainment they could ever desire right in their pocket. You can turn on a light bulb or set your house's thermostat just with the sound of your voice. In many ways, we hold the entire world at our fingertips, and that fact absolutely blows me away every single time I think about it. In our wonderful book for today, The Infinity Courts by Akemi Don Bowman, we see an incredible world where technology plays not only a big part of life, but in the realm of the afterlife as well. Many stories and legends have dealt with the possibility of what lies beyond the mortal coil, but trust me, you have never seen another like this one. If you happen to have a smart speaker in your house, you may also find yourself questioning just how much it might be listening back. Our book opens as our heroine, a bright and bright-eyed teen named Nami, is getting ready to attend a graduation party with her fellow senior classmates. Not that she is advertising it, 
but the event is also meant to serve as her first date with her dear friend and longtime crush, Finn. The two have never officially announced themselves as a couple, but they clearly adore each other and hope for their relationship to blossom into something else. Ah, <sighs> don't you just love young love? As she's getting ready to leave, Nami's little sister, Mei, teases her about her choice of outfit. Mei seems to be aware of Nami's feelings for Finn, and her real reason for going to the party, so of course she'll bring it up whenever possible. Nami's father tries enticing her to stay at home, with the promise of a Lord of the Rings movie marathon, which she must gently turn down. She promises to take a rain check for another time, and bids her family goodbye before heading out the door. While she's en route to the party, Nami's classmate, Susie, calls her with a request. There is currently no alcohol left, she explains, so would she be willing to pick up some more for them along the way? Being still a minor, Nami is more than a little apprehensive about risking such a thing, but reluctantly agrees anyway. She drives to a nearby gas station and heads inside, nervous about calling too much attention to herself. She picks out some battles, but instantly starts second-guessing her actions. She is about to put everything back when the gas station is suddenly held up at gunpoint by a robber. Nami instantly seeks out a place to hide and tries to wait it out so that she can escape when she notices a little girl not far away from her. The child understandably is scared and ends up catching the robber's attention, which causes the robber to turn his gun on her. The child reminds Nami so strongly of her own little sister at home that she has no choice but to rush forward and put herself between the girl and the assailant. With a flash of light and pain, Nami ends up taking the robber's bullet instead. Suddenly, the world goes into darkness and everything is silent. So much life yet to live, taken away in an instant. Before Nami can even process what had happened to her, she finds herself suddenly waking up again in what appears to be a futuristic-looking building. She is joined in the room by a female figure, who explains to her that she is now in the realm of infinity. Here, the woman continues is where all human consciousness goes after the body dies. Thrown for a loop at finding herself in such a place, and the realization that she will never see her loved ones again, Nami asks for a moment alone. Understanding, the woman obliges and leaves her to her thoughts. A while later, Nami is brought out of her reverie when she is joined by another attendant, this time a male. The man informs her that if she takes the pill he presents to her and drinks water from the building's elaborate fountain, she will spend the rest of eternity in bliss. No more pain, no regret, but only peace. This offer seems far too good to be true, and so she asks for some time to make a decision, to which he agrees. Very wise if you ask me. After the man leaves the room, Nami decides to explore the hallway adjoining the room she's in. She sees that the walls are lined in a series of flickering lights, and is drawn to follow them. Too late, 
she finds the woman she had met earlier waiting for her at the end to capture her. Seeing the gravity of her situation, Nami tries her best to resist, but it is too late. She is injected with a sedative, and as she starts to lose consciousness, she feels herself being caught by a stranger as she hits the ground. When she wakes again, she finds herself speeding away in a car with three other people who introduce themselves as Chora, Theo, and Amit. As the group make their escape, they explain that the so-called orientation that Nami had been through had all been a ploy to steal her consciousness. The Land of Infinity is currently being ruled over with an iron fist by a powerful entity named Ophelia, who, in the world of the living, is much like our Siri or Alexa. Angered with being taken advantage of by humans for so long, Ophelia and her four sons wish to wipe them out of the realm forever, and Nami must join with her new companions to find a way to stop her before it's too late. It is here that we must take a break for just a moment, dear book nerds, but don't worry, we'll be right back after this very quick break. Are you an author, fellow podcaster, or small business owner looking to spread the word about your product or service? Then let us help you. We offer a number of affordable monthly advertising packages in various price ranges, so if you'd like to hear your ad here in future episodes, please head on over to our page at ko-fi.com bndpod and click on the shop tab to see what works best for you. Again, that's ko-fi.com bndpod. Then click on the shop tab. We can't wait to work with you. The book The Infinity Courts first jumped out at me as I made my regular hunt on the Libby app, because it provides one of the most absolutely unique takes on the afterlife I had ever come across. Most of the time, the realm of the dead is seen as a nebulous dreamscape, or a theater playing back your most treasured memories for you. In The Infinity Courts, however, the world of infinity is far more of a futuristic war zone a la The Matrix. The longer Nami spends in Infinity, the more the absolute horror of the situation she's in sets in. For years, Queen Ophelia and her minions, known as Residents, have stolen the will of the realm's human inhabitants, and made them into nothing more than their own personal puppets. This whole aspect of the books was truly, truly unsettling to read, more than almost anything else and made the stakes much higher than just a matter of life and death. A group of rebels who had managed to avoid this fate have banded together in order to save their future, and the futures of every other person to come after them. Nami, in particular, is deeply motivated by her love for her sister, Mei, and her wish to make Infinity a better place for her when she one day passes on to this realm herself. Just because Nami knows that she is right to have put her lot in with the Rebellion, however, certainly doesn't make her knowledge of what she needs to do any easier. As a tech-savvy modern teen, Ophelia was a big part of her world when she was alive. Ophelia was who she turned to when she needed the time or an answer to a burning question, 
and that kind of relationship is one that can never truly be ignored. Instead of just killing the queen, she wants to find a way to get through to her, which puts her at major odds with a lot of her fellow rebels. That deep sense of conflict adds such an interesting note to the symphony that is this story. It's easy to want to take down the villain, but it's far less so when you can understand the villain's motivations, too. What do you do, really, when you don't entirely agree with either side of the war you're in? I absolutely love the Infinity Quartz, because though it's a comparatively short book compared to what we usually read, it gives us a world populated with so much depth and such fascinating characters. Each of the rebels, being fellow humans who have passed on, bring each of their own tragedies and reasons for joining the fight. Each of the residents, and even Queen Ophelia, likewise have their own complicated motivations for what they do. They seem to detest humans, and yet they do everything in their power to seem human themselves, which makes me wonder just where their hatred comes from. If you're looking for a rich story of warfare and intrigue, a la A Game of Thrones or The Hunger Games, then here's a book that might scratch that itch in a very unique way. On top of the gritty high fantasy back and forth between the rebels and the residents, you also get a backdrop of a dreamy, fantastical afterlife imagery, a la The Lovely Bones, mixed with cyberpunk sensibilities of The Matrix or Tron. If any of these aspects speak to you, then the Infinity Quartz may very well be worth your time. I feel, however, that I should reiterate here, some aspects of the plot, particularly pertaining to death and the taking away of people's agency, may be a bit heavy for some, so please check out the content warnings in our show notes before picking it up for yourself. With that, dear book nerds, we have made it to the end of today's discussion. As always, we're so grateful you have chosen to spend this time with us, and we hope we've introduced you to a great new read. Before we say goodbye for now, however, we would just like to give out some very special thank yous. Firstly, thank you to Julie and Anthony for being our absolutely amazing subscribers over at patreon.com bndpod. It's your kind support that makes what we do possible, and we really couldn't have been able to do what we do without you. Our appreciation for your generosity truly stretches to infinity. Our deepest gratitude also goes out to anyone who has subscribed to our show via their favorite app, left us a review on Apple Podcasts or their app of choice, or told the people in their lives about us. These are the best free ways to support the show, and help bring more people into the library. In the crowded world of podcasting, word of mouth is crucial, so every bit truly helps. Next week, Friday, December 16th, we drop one last bonus episode for our dear $5 and up subscribers on Patreon, and we'll see you right back here in two weeks for the final edition of the Book Nerd Diaries. See you then! The Book Nerd Diaries is written, edited, researched, and hosted by me, Amber Wilchin. 
Thank you so much to the wonderful Astrofrec from Pixabay for the use of our theme song, The Grand Entrance. All other music and sound effects you may have heard during this episode are also provided by the amazing folks of Pixabay, so please check out the show notes for full credits. If you'd like to continue the conversation, please follow us on Instagram or Twitter at BNDPod, on Facebook at Bookner Diaries, or via our website at bndpod.wordpress.com. If you have any comments, questions, or ideas for future episodes to send my way, please feel free to drop us an email anytime at bndpod at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, everyone, please be good to yourselves, because the world needs you. And don't forget to support your local library.